Nick. Oh, Steve, why are we here? We're here for a for a new little feature. We got a new an idea, haven't we? Is it? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do something a bit different. What's that? <laughs> well, given that we're all in lockdown and we're all at home. And we're all like, you know, waking up every morning doing the same thing and everything feels a bit bleary. Um, what we're going to do is going to do a little a little Corona focused uh, nugget to have a little cup of tea with in the morning. And so a little doing... science nugget, just a, just a couple of minutes. Just, just, a chat. just a little nugget. Great. Well, I can't <laughs> wait for this. Should we do it? <laughs> Let's do it. Yay! Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Combustion. Why Do We Need, Petri, Oscar, Bay. Isaac, Newton. Transplanting. Hello oh, Steve, how you doing? I'm alright Nick, how are you? I'm good man, I'm just uh, uh, just rifling through some papers from the 1960s Steve. As you do, as you do. Well, I was thinking about coronavirus and what it is and how it was found. Do you know how coronavirus was discovered? Um, I don't know. I know that Corona means crown, and they they've chosen that that for variety. It was a rhinovirus or something, right? It was found. Is that is? Oh, it's a type of rhinovirus. I I, I don't know, Nick. Obviously, I don't know. I clearly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, pe- virologists study viruses. Well, first of all, do you know how people grow viruses? Like, if you wanted to study a virus, do you know what you do? Uh, you mean like in the lab, how you physically do it? Yeah, of course. What do you think I mean? Grow well, a virus. How do you grow a virus? Well, it depends. I suppose it depends on what the virus infects. Um, well, what I do you imagine, think? Oh, I don't know. Do you use amoebas or something? Some simple eukaryotic organism? Well, kind of. They used to use, right, because people in, like, biologists, they use cell lines, right? So a cell line is like a cell which is kind of... I've had cells taken off my skin and grown in dishes. So you can pluck cells out of bodies and you can grow them in dishes. And there is the famous case of the lady Henrietta Lacks, the healer cells exactly there's a type of cell called the healer cells and labs use them and they're originally obtained from uh, the cervical cancer of a woman called henrietta lax a long time ago because they're cancerous they go forever so they've never stopped dividing they're in labs all over the world there's a horror quite a nasty um ethical story behind that because she didn't actually give her consent so um yeah there's a good book on it i think that you can yeah, look at but anyway mortal life of henrietta lax i think it's called absolutely yeah but anyway, you can grow cells in this. But, you know, before quite a long time ago, they didn't really have access to grow. Um, it was difficult to grow grow cells. Now we can grow a lot more. Originally, viruses, some of the viruses I've just been reading about, all of the original ones, they were grown in, in, um, in dishes by isolating airway from aborted fetuses. Yeah. yeah, so they took like airway cells and they grew them in the dish. And because the virus likes to infect airway cells, what you do is you take a specimen. And in these early papers, there's two papers that I noticed, one from 1965 and one from 1966. So uh, when did um, when did immortalized cell lines become kind of standard in biology? What Roughly what times was that? I, I, I'm not totally sure, but it was somewhere in the 1940s and 50s when people like Dolbeco and Eagle were, were developing culture media to grow cells. Tissue culture itself has been around since the 1920s. People were trying to cultivate human tissues at the Strange Ways Lab. Um, I don't know a huge amount of the history, um, to be perfectly honest. But anyway, these papers, Tyrrell and Bino were the people who discovered coronaviruses. And what they would do is they would collect swabs 
So it says here, the specimens consisting of nasal washings of, of medical students. Yeah, so they get yeah, medical yeah. students to wash their noses out and then squirt them over some, some tissue, some cells in the dish. And what they do then is they just wait um, to see what happened. Some of the cells would burst and die. And then all they do is they collect what the stuff that's left and they put it under a big electron microscope to and see what's coming out. Yeah, see what's coming out. And when they did that, they found that there were these, um, like you say, there were these viruses with these um, little um, prongs sticking out of them. And that's why they call them coronaviruses. So when was this? So, what year? This was 1965 and, um, and 1966. And, but so surely having... there's a big variety of viruses in your nose, is it not? Or are they, is it all predominantly... Well, they would isolate different strains. So right. they were looking at different different types of strains. So and they called them names. I mean, the original virus was called two 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 nine E, right? And, and then the certain name, things, isn't it? Certain things about it. So they find that, for instance, it's ether sensitive. So there's a whole cat catalogue of, of viruses which it which it ether sensitive. What does that mean? Um, that means they die if you put ether on them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they don't continue to. Ah, that's that's some proper science, right? Experimentation, right there, isn't it? Just like, oh, let's try put some benzene on it, see what happens. Whee! Yeah, <laughs> but all they did was they took them out. They got these nasal washings from for medical students, squirted them on cells. The viruses popped out, and then they saw what they looked like. And there, hey, presto, there's your coronavirus. Ta -da! There we go. The birth of the coronavirus. What a beautiful science nugget. <laughs>